0: To DevOps Shorts, the show to listen to when your DevOps hurts. And even when you're going strong, it's short and sweet, so come along. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of DevOps Shorts, the show where we invite wonderful human beings to have a lightning-fast conversation about devs, ops, and other mythical creatures. And my guest today is none other but Victor Farsic, the author of the DevOps Toolkit series, the author of the DevOps Paradox book, and the host of the DevOps Paradox podcast. And today also developer advocate at Codefresh. Hello, Victor. Very good to have you here tonight.
1: Hey, it's great to be here. How are you? Um, always fantastic. It's, uh, it's immutable, never changes.
0: Wonderful. Okay. And without further ado, we'll jump straight into our first question. And this is a question about love. So I have this assumption that everybody who comes to my show loves what they do. So today I'm asking you, why, Victor, do you love information technology? You work with IT for a long time. What do you love about it? There are two
1: stories, I think, why I fell in love with it and why am I still in, in the same space. Uh, the answer to the first question is because I, I'm very old. When I was young, 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 uh, technology was for nerds, for people who are not very sociable, right? For people who don't go to parties and what's or not, who stay at home. And uh, that's, that's at one moment I discovered computer and kind of, hey, I have a friend after all. Uh, So I started writing code, I started playing games, I started doing a lot of things and that lasted for quite a few years. So let's say that I fell in love as a lack of uh, social skills, let's say. (laughs) Now, why am I in love with it still? And this is similar to real life, right? You, You might fall in love for one reason and then stay in love for another. And today I'm still in this space after a break uh, because I think it's amazing to begin with that. I, I think that on average people and companies, software companies and people in it are very advanced, very liberal, uh, very, you know, people who are moving the world. And I don't mean now only through the products, but, uh, the working environments, how uh, genders are treated and so on and so forth, I think that that tends to be slightly better in in this industry than in many others. Um, And then there is that aspect of uh, being able to work remote, which is, and being able to work both in a team and alone, depending on what you want how you feel at any given moment. So I think that that's, that level of freedom, while still being paid decent amount of money, is probably higher in this industry than most others. You usually either, and th- there is one more important thing that I feel, and that is that software engineers might be uh, very lucky because they're people who do things they like and get paid for it at the same time. Usually, people are either working for money. Or they are working for their passions and then don't earn much money, right? Uh, we are a rare breed, I think, in that, that we married those
0: two things. And that's a reason good enough to fall in love with. Definitely, definitely. I agree. So, so you mentioned there was a break between your, your early l- love for IT and then you went. You, you yes.
1: I At one moment, I got sick of computers and decided to do something else. Uh, And that something else ended up being archaeology.
0: Interesting. Uh,
1: So I I spent a year, like maybe five years studying archaeology and probably half of that time being uh, in remote parts of the country or the world uh, on excavations. But then they realized that there's a lot of data floating around uh, in archaeology and uh, that somebody might... Be required to figure out what to do with that data and that to write some code. That, <laughs> fell, that fell into my lap exactly. <laughs> and uh
0: it's like mafia. I tried to get out, they pulled me back in. Yeah, yeah. Once you start writing code, you can get away from it. Yeah, and I know how it is. Exactly. <laughs> okay, wonderful. So we still have uh something like 20 seconds from this question, more time for the fun questions in the end and straight away we'll go to the next question and that question is about devops you know this is a devops show after all so uh, in the devops handbook the authors talk about their devops aha moment, moment. that moment when they realize that the way that things work in it sucks but there is a better way and that way is devops of course what was that moment for you i I think it was a series of moments
1: uh, and all of them being initiated by frustration. And I believe that that was happening long before anybody actually coined the term devops. So let me explain. I I get very easily frustrated. And uh, like almost everybody else like 15 years ago or something like that or 20, you know, every comp- almost every company at that time was siloed company. You had developer silo, and then testing, and then operations, and so on and so forth. And at that time, the world was uh, based on I do my part, and then I give it to somebody else, and then I wait indefinitely uh, until that somebody else does something, and then I can continue doing my work. So one of the main reasons why I changed a lot, what I do is because of that frustration. Like I was initially a pure developer and then you know, conflicts with testing departments. And then now, okay, I'm going to start testing myself. Uh, The hell with them, right? And then Oh, we need to wait three months until I get servers, I started ordering servers myself. And then, Hey, to deploy something you need to wait for three weeks, I started deploying myself. Uh, and when I say myself, there was always a group of people who, who, who felt the same, right. So it's not really only me, but I think that assuming that we define dev, dev DevOps as uh, joining together development and operations into one cohesive group that works together. And I think that I was doing that a long time ago, not only me, many other people, right? But those aha moments were, hey, aha, I don't need testers. I don't need to wait for testing, right? Aha, I don't need to wait for develop uh, for deployment. And uh, I think that those were my aha moments. I don't have to comply to the rigid structure of... Uh, having isolated departments doing a fraction of the life cycle of an application or a system. So basically
0: DevOps brought on by
1: impatience. Yes, (laughs) almost all advancements are, I I believe done like that by impatience or frustration, right? Somebody, somebody is frustrated with like Koski Kawaguchi, the, the guy that long, long time ago Invented Jenkins, right? It was also frustration. Hey, I'm a release manager or whatever it was called at that time. I'm frustrated with my job. Let me build something that will do it for me, right? It, again, it's frustration. It's always, uh, we're trying to, we do, we make things better when we find a problem uh, that can be solved in a better way. And this is now going back to your first question. That is also one of the things I like engineers, software engineers, or at least good ones, they're motivated by that ability, possibility to solve problems rather than comply with uh, existing solutions.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Wonderful, okay, and you're again on time. We still have 30 seconds from that question. (laughs) In the end, you'll hear the gong, I promise. And we'll go straight to our third question, which is my favorite. I like to define myself as a software delivery futurist, whatever that might mean. And the question is concerned with the future. So uh, this is your chance to tell us what you think the future is going to bring to DevOps, to our industry as a whole. Maybe there will be no DevOps anymore. Uh, and you know to humankind uh, in its uh, entirety. So go wild! Anything that comes into your head when you look into the future, we want to hear it. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, nobody, I, nobody does. But exactly. I'm sure. I'm sure you have fantasies. <laughs> Those. Of course, be it
1: will. It must go in in the direction of artificial intelligence. Uh, that must be the next big step, right? All the other things that those are small evolutionary steps, but that must be the thing. Now, I, I honestly don't know whether that will happen a few years from now or a few decades from now. I cannot go that far to predict, but it must be. And between now and that happening, there will be quite a few different steps. And what will what characterizes all those steps that are coming. Uh, just as all those that passed behind before, is that whatever is, things are becoming trivial, at least within engineering and people who stick with doing the trivial things are becoming obsolete. Meaning that that almost everything that we are doing today will become soon obsolete because it will be replaced by better solutions. Just like in the past, if, if your job was to manage VMs, you're out of job now uh, because they're self-managed or there are services and so on and so forth. Or if your job was in the past to create websites, hey, take WordPress, nobody creates websites anymore. We do more complex things. So it will it will become much more complex and everything that we are doing today will become kind of so trivial that it will be, that our jobs, to, as we define them today, will become more or less obsolete. And uh, machine learning, artificial intelligence, and all those things are going in that direction, trying to, today it's very early, but the direction is pretty clear, trying to replace trivial jobs we are doing today. But now, whether that those trivial jobs will become something less trivial in the future, that's yet to be seen. But, so things like, I'm very excited about the possibility of having a machine doing my code reviews. Why not? Uh, about machines writing, uh, that's for, for example, one of the things that I believe in 2021 will become huge. And the first real implementation within software engineering of machine learning uh, will be testing. There are so many trivial things we are doing today. You know. Uh, click every button and check whether it works. Uh, that, that's so trivial. That's on the edge of being so trivial that uh, it, it will be, if I would have a lot of money to start placing, uh, you know, investing, uh, I would definitely invest in um, machine learning applied to testing, for example.
0: Okay, okay. I think uh, Koske is uh, looking in, in, into that direction. If you already mentioned, yes, yes, launchable or whatever, to be His honest, companies. I
1: forgot about that. But <laughs> yes, yes, that's not the reason why, why why that came to me. But yes, he's investing in that direction, exactly
0: right. Okay, so uh, trivial jobs will be gone, but uh, again, you know, as we see, the trend is trivial jobs are, are replaced, but then there is a whole new plethora of non trivial jobs that we now need, so the, there's always. Oh. A larger shortage of uh, of uh, IT jobs, of IT as, as long professionals. <laughs> no shortage of jobs,
1: as long as as we uh, each of us individually keeps following the the advancements. Our jobs are secure for life. Right now, if you don't do that, let's say that if you're a, if you're a person that has twenty five years of experience with DB two, then uh, I wouldn't place bets that the job says- And here's the gong. Uh, Okay, we've
0: hit hit the gong on this one, wonderful. And we still have a little more time. So here's the blitz. Okay, short questions, short answers. So uh, do you believe in cryptocurrency? No. Okay, what's the most exciting tech outside of information technology? Uh, Self-driving cars Self-driving cars, wonderful Are you afraid of artificial intelligence? Actually, you've already answered this one, but are you a little bit afraid? No, I'm
1: not even sure
0: that I'm not a human (laughs) Okay, wonderful So, uh, okay Uh, And we're out of time The gong will sound in just one second, so (laughs) Here's the gong Wonderful, Victor, thanks a lot It was fun having you Thank you.
1: This is amazing. This is like speed, da- speed dating. I love it.
0: Short and sweet. Thank you for listening and watch out for new episodes of DevOps Shorts.